This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast on Transfer Deadline Day. I am Natalie Sawyer. Um, no, I'm Craig Fimbo. And on a day which is famous for its unforeseen, unexpected news, arguably the most unsettling and unforeseen news today was exclusively revealed on the TWTD forum earlier by the man that's joined me this evening, who has three pairs of Uggs slippers. Joe Fares, how are you? I'm there. <laughs> Maybe yeah. throwing them at the screen already. Yeah, just just another quiet night in at the library, isn't it, for, for Ipswich Town today? Yeah, there's not much going yeah. on, is there? We thought we'd just have a chat and uh, see, see what's going on, shoot the breeze. Um, yeah. Right, so let me just get up our banner Q&A. There we are. So... Get some get some comments in. Hello to everybody. Thank you for joining. Um, we've already got some comments coming in. So um, we were thinking about having a, a yellow ticker going along the bottom, but thought uh, thought better of it. Um, if Callie's watching, I'm not going to show you what I what you asked me to show you on uh, on Twitter, mate. Sorry for that. Um, so we've got the transfer totalizer running. The cash, Christy, we don't know what, how, many, how many figures we had to fit on the uh, Ipswich Town totalizer. No one tells us what are undisclosed, undisclosed times three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, so, yeah, we'll be attempting to make it through transfer deadline day without someone waving a sex toy in our ear or something, <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> I forgot one of those under the table. <laughs> <laughs> And if you don't know what we're talking about, don't bother Googling it either. Um, so, yeah, so please um, get us a, uh, yeah, get some get some comments in and I'll, I'll flash them up here. Um, say hello, ask who the hell we are and what we're talking about, you know. Um, you don't want to hear us going on and on. So, um, and also, guys, if you want to keep an eye on um, the social media, you know, cause just in case there's a, a Paul Hardcastle video being released by the, um, the social media guys to to announce an Egyptian geezer um, turning up sometime soon, then you know, please let us know. We we may not be in the uh, you know, have our fingers on the pulse straight away. Um, so maybe maybe just... there'll be two signers. We'll have the Cortinas with not nineteen forever coming as well. Oh my God! Can you imagine two in the last two hours? So this is Jonathy. I'm pronouncing that right. Um, yeah, I think he has, hasn't he? Crikey. I, I, I saw um, Clang. I saw Mark Ashton um, at Cheltenham and had a chat with him. We were having lunch, dinner next to each other. Um, and just basically said, you know, Christ, well done. Keep it going. And he said himself, you know, I'm going to be taking September off and basically sitting in a dark room and uh, recovering, I think. But you can't argue with, you know, he's, he's basically... Given the manager what he wants, isn't he? 
Well, yeah, you look at the... Like I say, I um, pulled up a list earlier from the first team as set to start pre-season training, which was only... The date of this article was the 23rd of June. So we're talking, what, how many weeks ago is that? Nine weeks ago is that now? And the the list of 11 players in the first-team dressing room is Wes Burns, Janoi Danassian, Idris Elmazuni, Lee Evans, Thomas Holy, Corian Darber, John Nolan, James Norwood, Toto Enciala, Kane Vincent Young, and Luke Wolfenden. And then you look to see what we've got today. It's... I say it's we've gone from eleven players, five of which haven't even started the league game now, to a squad where I keep trying to put a first team together in my head, and I miss out someone like Connor Chaplin, who is probably our most expensive signing of the summer, or at least one of the top two or three most expensive signings of the summer. You just you just forget how many how many good players we've got, especially in those attacking options. And I say it's, it's going to be hard to pick a team here. We're going to be leaving four, five, six players out who you'd expect to be first-team regulars aren't even going to be getting in the match day 18. And who who were probably expected to be first-team regulars themselves when they mm. signed on the dotted line back in the tail end of tail end of June. Um, and saying, saying about Chaplin dropping down, you know, we're, we're working on the assumption that um, Stuart Watson um, broke the news or had, had the scoop this evening that um, more, the Morsey deal is pretty much done and dusted. Um and he's another one that's dropped down a dropped down a division. And we were just chatting off offline there just before we started here, Joe. Is that in terms of the the transfer fee, we'll never know what that was, and it doesn't really, in terms of financial bits and pieces, really ma- matter too much in terms of um, what what we need to do to balance books. But you've still got to convince the guy to drop down a league, and you've got to find the funds to pay him. What surely? equivalent of what he's been on at Borough. I don't, I don't see how that, how you square that circle. No, but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we won't need to find out because it just means we'd have been promoted this season and next year we're under totally different regulations. Any any regulations you can actually just buy your way out of this year. So if you're, if you're too high in the turnover, if, you, if your turnover is not high enough for your wage bill, the owners injecting cash counts as increasing your turnover to do the wage bill, which wasn't the case in the championship. So, the issue comes is if we don't go up this year and you look at the squad next year and you need to find a way of sorting out that um, sorting out that turnover, you, you may need to sell a couple of players there, but we'll, we'll I don't know. Yeah. We'll just... well, I suppose it's, it's also quite interesting in that from their perspective, you know, if someone like Morsey's joined, well, Morsey's a bit older than he, but if someone like um, Edwards has joined um, to get promotion and doesn't and does well, um, someone's going to come in for him. Chilina. Obviously, he's a, he's a loan till the end of the season on the assumption that we'll go up and hopefully um, get him in the building permanently uh, after that. But yeah, not saying we'll get the same amount of turnover at the end of this year, but there could, there could well be, if we don't go up, another churn, shall we say. Um, so it's, in a terms sign, of, it's a sign of a good club, though, to be able to sell players on for decent fees. But Yeah, yeah, which you know we haven't been able to do regularly, have we, in the past. Um, so we, we, we're pretty sure that Morsey is going to get done. You haven't heard anything contrary to uh, say otherwise. No, he was no. A name that, he was a name that you were sort of talking about early doors in the in the transfer window. I think he's been probably, if not the top target, certainly one of the top targets across the whole summer. But it's just one that I don't know was always was always going to be a very difficult deal to do and. The fact it's got this far, right to the very end of the window, with Middlesbrough signing someone today in order for him to leave. The fact he started the first, I think he started three or three of the first four games for Middlesbrough this season. It's just shown, I say, what a difficult deal it was to do. And the fact they've got it done is, well, I'd say it's probably the probably the biggest signing we've we've made fee wise. I'd, I'd imagine, but but we'll see. And deal wise, in terms of the whole package and potentially. He's he's the the captain that uh, Cook's been alluding oh, with, to, without a doubt, isn't it? Yeah, he was his captain at Chesterfield. He was his captain at Wigan. I know, sort of, with an exclusive from Paul Cook, who my dad saw at the golf club the other day. He did say he, club, <laughs> Paul Cook is up there every day. I think at the moment. So if the, if you want to spot him, that's where you need to go and have a chat with him. But um, he he was just saying he needs a captain out there. He needs someone to organise on the pitch. So it makes you think maybe that Evans wasn't the guy doing that and I think the comments he's made about still needing the captain even though Evans is wearing the armband did show he wanted to get someone else in and 
he has now got someone else in, and Sam Morsi is going to be his captain on the pitch. I've sort of got no doubt of that. Yeah, and 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 Evans's um, uh, performances from both from a playing perspective and from a captaincy perspective haven't really cut the mustard, Dijon, etc. No. In terms of the first the first handful of games of the season, has he? No, I thought he was excellent against Morecambe in the first game of the season, or maybe for the first hour of that spraying the ball around everywhere. But as I listened to the pod review and Dave on on yesterday and talking about the sort of how he's just taking the ball, how he's just losing the ball, it's like I say he's just it's, it looks like it's his runner for the, both the goals in the Wimbledon game that he just doesn't go with. He just I don't know he, he doesn't seem with it at all. I thought he was badly at fault for the winning goal at Burton where he just gave the ball away and just totally turned us round he's just I don't know he's just not he's just not playing very well at the minute and whether the captaincy is weighing too heavy on him and I saw the I retweeted it earlier somebody put some stats out there about central midfielders in league one and he is the worst in defensive yeah. dual win percentages and there's there's one player near him but the difference between first the worst and the third worst in division is is about 20 25 percent difference he's I know he's really worse, isn't he? Yeah, it's a it's a massive outlier and it's a real worry. Yeah. With regards to Ashley's point there, does does yeah. his red card ban carry over? It will it will carry over, but it's whether it's one game, three games, will it be overturned? I've seen it, it didn't look like a red card to me, but it also didn't look like the one the sort of one that gets overturned, if that makes sense. No, that's right. It was well, of course Warnock I watched Quest and Warnock was um, interviewed afterwards and was saying that the referee had told the fourth official whatever that he was a straight leg and he went to do him, but it didn't look like that, did it? It just looked like a, a lazy leg just stuck out, which caught the guy. But as you say, it's it's not the one that's sort of one that's going to get overturned. And yeah, I, it may be that he misses misses the first three games. We don't see him anyway until uh, October, <laughs> deep into yeah, deep into September into October. Just a quick one here from Blitz, who's sort of gone into the um, the financial side of things. He says that if we're going to go up, have a lot of transfer fee potential from the current squad that can bolster the net losses over three years in FFP, which is, yeah, which works out. So it's, it's that longer term view, isn't it? It's that the three years rather than looking at each year individually. Yeah, you can't... Um... You've got to be going some to fail the FFP limits. When you look at the likes of Derby and Sheffield Wednesday, that's you're failing those when you're paying your players 25, 30 grand a week in the championship. That's when you start falling the wrong side of those because the limits are very generous. We never got close to those limits under Marcus Evans, apart from in the very early years of his ownership. You, you can't, um, I say, you, you can't worry about hitting those losses if, if you're losing effectively a quarter of a million pounds a week over three years, you've got bigger problems than. Failure yeah. some rules. Yeah. So just in terms of, well, let's say, let's hope that Morsey's, um, Morsey gets over the line and that given the timings, it might be too late for the security guards to be around at Portman Road. He might need to use the intercom and um, toot and come in. I'm, I'm only over the road if he needs to sleep in my spare room tonight to get the deal done. I'm happy to make sure the sheets are clean. <laughs> Egyptian cotton. Yeah, oh, definitely Egyptian cotton. Yeah, no doubt. So, well, given you know the way that well the way that we started the transfer deadline, the transfer window was relatively active, wasn't it? Then we had a lull in proceedings um, midway through, and then obviously we've gone hell for leather towards the end of it. Were we ex- were we expecting things to have been concluded before nine twelve p.m. on on transfer deadline day? I think you were, you were always expecting a couple to go right to the limit. I think where we struggled, and I, I, I say I know this, I put a tweet out a few weeks ago, which seems to have been picked up by the um, mouth breathers on Twitter at the moment, with regards to things weren't going to plan when we only had three to four players um, signed at the start. Where Ashton two weeks earlier said we need three to four players, and no one had signed since then. And things we were obviously struggling a little bit at that time to get the bodies in, and they've sort of caught up, but. Is that is that why we've had the slow start? I don't know because we haven't had enough bodies in. But now, like I so say, you, you look you look at the squad we've got now, and it's really no excuses territory for anyone in the club to not to not get this team up this year, is it? Like I say, the only sort of mitigating circumstances is if you end up getting ninety points, finishing third, and losing in the playoffs. But yeah. this team has got to start winning now because it has got everything it needs to win at this level. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, without having you know, seen them all play and seen them gel. This isn't, 
I know we're looking at it through, I'm looking at it through blue tinted glasses. This isn't a League One squad, is it? We're put together here, as things stand, it is on paper, but Christ am I, it would be hold it would hold its own in the chain in a to a certain extent somewhere in the championship, wouldn't it? Yeah, you'd you'd hope so. I saw a let me just um Someone put this on TWTD, so I haven't fact-checked it at all yet, but they're saying that the 19 signings we've made have got 145 Premier League appearances between them, 225 Scottish Premiership appearances, and 1,120 Championship appearances. And that is the fact, and despite only 16 of the 19 players are under 27 years old. So it's a serious amount of experience, isn't it? But I'd say, obviously, experience is one thing, and, you, and that, that isn't going to just get you anywhere as we've found out in the past when sort of Paul Jewell brought a dad's army squad together but we've brought a hell of a lot of players in their prime and these are players that should be should be with us for years to come in a number of cases and when we go up if it's this year next year they should be able to step up with us and the squad should just need supplementing there but it's a it's an awesome squad for this level isn't it yeah yeah and so the sort of squad that any old idiot could get you in the top six if not a little bit, a little bit higher. You would, you yeah, would hope, by virtue yeah. of just having, having those better players. As Scott says here, you know, pot- I'm going to put the word potentially at the front of your uh, message here, Scott. Potentially exciting times. Um, didn't see the Bobby Robson glory years. Loved the Burley Joe Royal times. You've missed out John Lyle there, Scott. Um, so happy for the younger generation like my son who've seen nothing but rubbish. Completely agree with you, mate. I'm, ex- I'm, in, I'm in exactly the same boat. I've got a. 13 year old who's grown up just catching the tail end of Roy Keane and then subsequent boredom since in the main so yeah let's let's hope so man let's hope so Fingers yeah a, f- a few people put it in the comments but we have just had a tweet from the official Ipswich Town Twitter account saying 18 new sign-ins and you still want more with the gladiator are you not entertained gift so it does feel like there is going to be a 9.30 announcement they like to do these at round times don't they so keep an eye on your phone while also keeping an eye on the screen and well, if, con- contributing yeah i want to say if, if anyone's got um dan or jacob's mobile number if you could just let them know just to hold off until such time as we're finished here that'd be absolutely uh, I, I do actually have their numbers but i don't think they'll be giving me a live update on it so i won't get anything from there yeah, there's ITFC Analytics. Who was who was posting the the information about um, or the graph about uh, Lee Evans earlier? So, yeah, let, let's hope so. You know, and for once, and Phil um, TWTD, he was going to join us um, this evening. I asked him earlier, and he's, he was up for it, but obviously, for obvious reasons, here. he's got other. Yeah, he's got slightly more important things to worry about than chat rubbish to us but and, um, if, and if anyone's not following itfc analytics on twitter you should be because there's some great stuff coming from that yeah. account and very receptive but when questions are asked just in terms of phil you know how many seasons have we had where it's been quite deadline day expected at, at portman road he's pretty much set that up on a schedule i think for the transfer deadline day for the last six seven eight nine years isn't he mm. it's going to be different today so in terms of our transfer window strategy in general, then, Joe, explain it to me. Now that we've got a goalkeeper in yesterday to replace the goalkeeper that was potentially going to be our number one but hasn't done very well, we've got a multitude of attacking midfielders, one of which, Ips Rich, A Rich, Louis Barry, my mate Sonia Luco, numbering two of them. Um, what is our. What, Looking from the outside in, have have we had a strategy? What has our strategy been? Well, I think there's obviously there's obviously players which we've tried to get in and have been long term targets, and sometimes those players have come available at the right times. Maybe not for others, but for example, Kyle Edwards was seemingly a uh, long time target, and then he came available when we nearly had the Michael Jacobs deal done, which meant the Michael Jacobs deal got the plug pulled on it at the very last minute, and we got Kyle Edwards in. But I don't know. There's a couple of you sort of feel sorry for like Vaslav Hladky. We obviously didn't think we were able to get Christian Walton. And then we have now got Christian Walton in and Hladky's come down and signed a three-year deal on good money for a good transfer fee. And probably he's going to be sitting on the bench now, isn't he, for all of this season. And where, where does it go from here? And like I say, I think Sonia Luco, he seemed a bit of a, oh, he's available, let's just make a move for him. But as long as that role's there, but I, I do I do think Louis Barry's probably the one that's going to 
probably be the missing man in all this and end up not not playing the amount of minutes he was expecting or we'd sort of promised to Villa. Going, going back to Villa in January? Well, if, if you were to ask me now, I'd say that would be the case, but you never you never know what happens. He might come off the bench, score at the next week, score the yeah. week after, and then all of a sudden he's going to be the one playing. So we've got enough good players now that it's very much about playing the hot hand, isn't it? And if you want to stay in the team, you need to be playing well, especially in those attacking things. If, if you look, If you look in the summer, I think, most people would have said Joe Piggott would be the main man starting up front in this formation. But I think if you ask everyone now who should start the next game, they'll say McCauley Bond because he's, he's come in and taken his chance where yeah. I know Joe Piggott's, well, sort of got a couple of goals in four games. But I, I, I think McCauley Bond's been the most impressive for those two. So he's going to be the one that plays. And I think it's going to be like that. Well, like I say, those, those four attacking positions, if you're not contributing, you're going to be left out of the team. And it's almost like a very sort of Neil Warnock sort of yeah. <laughs> team, isn't it? Where he'd, he'd always have Old enough strikers players. and yeah. you, you you just keep playing, you score, you stay in the team, you don't score, someone else gets to go. Yeah. And we've, you know, when's the last time, have we ever been in that sort of luxury position? Not sure we have. No, I think just we had this sort of period when we had sort of Waghorn, Garner, McGoldrick, Freddie Sears, Selena, Selena well, yeah. which was a sort of a real sort of good time there, but not for a long time. And that's the first time we've said that name on tonight's pod, Burst and Selena, isn't it? And yeah. what a, what a sign in that is for a league one team. Well, the, the, again, um, referring to the East Anglian guys, they, they were pretty adamant. Andy Warren was certainly pretty adamant that it was a deal that we were going to get done regardless of who the hell else we had in the building. You know, it was, if it was possible to get done, we were going to get it done. But if you, if he's available, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you get him in? Where, where's he going to play, Joe? Is he going to play wide? Is he going to play number 10? <laughs> I don't know at the moment. Um, if at Swansea, he played a sort of a midfielder, didn't he? He sort of played deeper in the central midfield role. But I think it will be sort of... I think you're going to end up with three sort of very fluid players in those front roles. And I think sort of Kyle Edwards, Bursant Salina are going to be the sort of the main ones, aren't they? That They are... They're your two... Well, and... Connor Chaplin, Scott Fraser. It's, it's, it's crazy to think, isn't it? But you've got effectively. I think that I think Scott Fraser was sort of the best part of seven eight hundred thousand. Connor Chaplin was the best part of seven eight hundred thousand. Bursant Selina is obviously Bursant Selina, and Kyle Edwards looked absolutely electric so far. And that's before you even think of who else we got there: Sonia Luco, Louis Barry. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone obvious as well there. Wes Burns, who started the season Christ, yeah. very well. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how how do you how do you pick this team? How do you pick him in, and how how do you, as you said earlier, how do you find a subs bench, and who, you know who the hell are you? But then it it puts pressure on these guys to perform, doesn't it? And that can only be yeah. a good thing. The, the the skill is going to be from Cook and his backroom staff is keeping everybody happy. You know, if you're seeing someone perform, you haven't got much of a gripe, have you? But it's it's still got you still got to keep. What are, as you said earlier, about experienced some championship players to keep them happy that they're not they're not in the team. Oh wait, we have got another tweet from Ipswich Town, and I think it is the Bangles singing "Walk Like an Egyptian." So, I think we can know who this signing is going to be now. We're not going to get caught by PRS here, mate. You better switch it off pretty <laughs> I've quickly. Stopped it then. Yeah, so it is. Well, that's done, isn't it? So, Sam Morsey is an Ipswich Town player. Ridiculous. What, what a signing that is. Yeah. Like I said, we haven't even. Like I said, we Selena. The first time we've mentioned him there, Christian Walton, a keeper who's played what ninety games in the Championship over the last two seasons. He's been part of sort of two seasons under Paul Cook at Wigan previously. It's like I say, it's he's a he's a top keeper isn't he he's good age 25 I think someone on the chat mentioned that he's out of contract this summer as well now so we'll cool. see where, where that goes in the summer it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if Brighton try and offer him a longer contract to get a fee there but yeah, well, we'll, see, I mean, we'll see how that if, works out if you if you read the the comment the Graham Potter comments you know just literally a sentence or two on their on their website or on the Brighton, see, Brighton, see, Brighton Argus um, website he was just like We've got four senior keepers. He wants first team football. He's twenty five years old. You know, See you later. Let him, yeah, pretty much that. But as you say, you know, he had he had two successful seasons under Cook, didn't he? He got promotion from League One. He got a good solid thirty odd appearances when they 
started to solidify themselves in the in the championship. He then had almost four dozen appearances for Tony Mowbray and Blackburn year before last. I don't think he did much last year at Brighton. No, he didn't really do anything there, did he? Like um, but it just makes you wonder about him. You know, we've been told that they were always after two, but surely if Hladke had started relatively okay, I'm not saying he should be slinging himself around the goal and pulling off George Gordon Banks saves um, left, right, centre. But even if he'd been relatively competent, we we wouldn't have been forced to go down this route, would we? I, I don't know, to be honest. It's, it's as, as you say, having, having paid money for Hladke and giving him a, a decent wedge as well, it seems yeah. a bit overkill. I, I, yeah, I, I personally don't think we really needed to get another keeper. And I think you could have allowed Hladke to pack play through this form but you look at you look at the error on Saturday but it's just a totally free header if if the guy buries that header then is it are people questioning Hladke at that point or is it just crap marking which leads to the goal there but we'll see but like Luke said Walton was his number one target in March but I, I do think sometimes just because someone's your number one target early on if that gap subsequently get filled you can't then just keep you can't just keep going after that number one target can you if it gets filled by the best goalkeeper by a street in in League Two, by all accounts, and hmm. who a lot of people were saying should should have been jumping two divisions, not not just the one, to us, it just it's a funny thing. We say we were talking about it on the pod at the weekend. In that, it's just a funny old situation. Is he just like? Is it just the size of the club? All of a sudden, he's gone from Salford to Ipswich, and there's twenty thousand people watching him and grumbling and bits and pieces, and therefore he's just hasn't quite acclimatized to it yet. Well, well, we'll never know, will we? It's. I don't think he's... Like, we're talking about how oh, defensively we've struggled because we haven't had the same centre-back pairing for more than a couple of games and the midfield aren't organising themselves in front of it. Well, he's the goalie sitting behind that who is having sort of four or five different centre-back partnerships in front of him, midfield not protecting, the full-backs bombing on and he's the one being caught effectively. I know he should have done better, but you talk about... How no he, one marking at one point, he, yeah, he barely he barely saved a shot at one point. But has he really made any howlers? I, I thought the um, I thought he should have done better with a second goal on Sunday. But there hasn't really been any ones where you think he he should be doing a lot better. There is there. No, he just gives off the air. Though he doesn't give off a, a confident, you know. No, I've got I've got not this the ball. covered, you know, air about him. In terms of Michael's question here, what type of keeper is Walton? Um, I think if you, well, he's tall, I think he did, he, which like. yeah, he he did a decent job, didn't he? I don't think he's great at kicking. I think I read somewhere that if there was a, a weakness in his game, it's it's potentially his kicking. Um, but you know, he's he's got the trust of Paul Cook. You would have thought, having had two seasons um, with him, and you know, forty-five, forty-six games for Tony Mowbray in the championship is enough to be sniffed at. So, if if nothing else, he's going to be a decent all-round keeper. No, twelve clean sheets last year for Blackburn in forty-six games. But yeah, he didn't he didn't miss a minute all last season. So that's obviously pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. And as Ashley says here, you know, it may, it may be that he just has a year to to settle in and and plays in the the numerous cup games that we uh, that we were playing this year, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, he'll he'll come good next year. Where does it leave Thomas Holy though? But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well. You know, poor old sod. Well, it may not happen now because there's only an hour and a half to go. But he he could well be out in his ear by virtue of his replacement not being as good as as we hoped he would be, or Paul Cook hoped he would be. Yeah. Um, there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. 
NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just in terms of uh, outgoings in Joe, well, well, we're talking about stuff that's happened today. Armando Dobra has gone out to our friends down the road, not too far for him and not too far for us to go and watch an ever-increasing number of uh, ex-Ipswich, current and ex-Ipswich players. Um, good thing, bad thing, given the traffic we were saying about earlier about Louis Barry not potentially getting much of a Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where I think him going out is a bad thing, but now the situation we've got ourselves into, it's probably the only thing that can happen. I, I just think that maybe he should have been seen as one of the options in that rotation. If we didn't have, would Dobra not have been capable of handling the amount of minutes Sonia Luco and Louis Barry are going to get between them this season? And in a hopefully high performing squad, would he be able to step up and as he has done through preseason so far? So yeah. I don't know. I think, I think I'd have, in this, in this position we're in now, I think it's the right thing to go, but that's I, I would have hoped we hadn't got into the position where someone who had impressed in pre-season, who does look like he deserved his chance, was in a position where they needed to go out. But I think culture's a good move for him. I'd, I'd prefer to see him starting in League One, but if you read the TWTD story on it, there's quite a lot of detail on this, basically saying that none of the League One clubs were willing to sort of agree to the terms that we it's wanted, which you'd imagine is starts and if you're not starting you need to give us some money and obviously it's got quite late in the window so there's been an element that clubs have managed to sign players that they wouldn't subsequently have then needed Dobra I think an example of one is Crew having signed Ben Knight sort of formerly of this parish who had they been able to get Dobra earlier they would have taken him but I say it's just a case of now getting him in position and like I say I know Obviously, there's a lot of Ipswich players there, but these people who have sort of high standards in professionalism, people, like I say, all these guys are eking out long careers. Luke Chambers has cold excuses, Freddie Sears. They're good good pros, and I think that will help. That will help um, Dobra there, having some familiar faces, being able still to not need to relocate, no doubt, because I think he's from sort of up Essex way as it is. So they're hoping they'll be able to s- still have his family around him and that sort of thing. So hope- hopefully it'll be done. And, it'll, and it'd be interesting to see how he does a culture because I this morning I got a message from one of my mates who's a Cole Youth fan saying, oh, what's Dobra like? What's Dobra like? And I explained exactly what he's like. Tight control, gets in tight areas, gets kicked, gets up again, gets kicked, gets up again. Gets Pun- punches people in the back of the head, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I was speaking to um, one of the grandparents at me boys' football at the weekend, and he's a Colu fan. I overheard him talking, went over and had a chat with him, saying, "Well, what's happening at Colu? How are all the Ipswich guys getting on now?" And he's saying, "Freddie Sears, not a huge fan of Freddie Sears. Um, when Cole Skews plays, he slows it down too much. We, Alan Judge, nothing sticks up front to allow Alan Judge to play." you know, facing the gold to get laid off to him to face the gold and create stuff. He just says they're they're lacking they're lacking goals more than anything else. Well, they're not gonna get dozens of goals from Dobrin. As as we said, his his numbers aren't great, but it potentially gives him the opportunity to get that confidence up and, and get some goals and get some assists under his under his belt. Sammy Morsey is confirmed a three year contract for an undisclosed fee. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so well, glad to get that one announced while we're on the air. But yeah, and, and final and deal be, of the summer it says yeah. on there. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully there's a chance to get some players out because I think by mining Craig's sort of crude maths at the start of at the start of this in the green room, we looked and I think we've got twenty. If you well, you've got Miles Kenlock who is 
nowhere at the moment, but I think we now have one too many senior players to even name in the squad. So we need to we need to get one of those out. I think you're allowed twenty two players and three goalkeepers, and I think we're at twenty four with Kenlock and um, one other. Well, as, it's, as George says, there, you know, are you surprised Kenlock, Holy, Jackson, and Co haven't gone out? Well, on late or just gone out, full stop. Um, do you think it's more to do with them not finding clubs or them being handy to still be around? Well, I think Jackson has been handy to be around. The fact he's been involved in the match day 18s, they've they've needed him. Holy has only effectively become available since when did Christian Walton sign yesterday. So we'll see. I think Miles Kenlock will be joining Mutual Consent FC, as Mullet's put there. So we'll see on that one. But I, I don't know. It's a strange one with Kenlock because he's quite durable. He's played a, a good amount of football. He's a decent player. And I don't I don't really see why no one's taking him, whether, whether he's on quite a good contract because he, I think people still see him as a youngster, but he's like 24 years old and he's probably signed that. But he's, he's definitely good enough to do a job in League One, League Two. But... Whether, whether he does not, I don't the, know. For the certain for a certain size club, he is. But you you would have thought that, um, you know, as you know, Ashton's only been here however many weeks he's been here, and his main job in that time is to get the squad up to a point whereby it's good enough to to get us promoted. If we happen to have too many players and he hasn't been able to get those players out, so be it. We'll we'll swallow that. But you know, if if he hadn't had to bring in 19 players, then you can be pretty sure he would have managed to have persuaded somebody to take three or four or five off, off of our hands on a on a permanent basis, you would have thought. Yep. Ultimately, you need to get out of this league and Miles Kenlock being here or not being here isn't going to be the difference whether we're out of this league. Being here as a 23rd man or haven't been able to get a loan sorted to Sutton United or into non-league. So ultimately, as sad as it is for him that he's not anywhere near it, it's it's, it's not going to be the difference between us achieving success this year or not. So Michael's just asked there, can we cancel contracts after the window closes so they can play for another club this season? We can do that. I think as long as we don't name them in our in our squad, they're available to sign for another one, which I say they won't be. But yeah, I, I can see Kenlock going that way. But then, obviously, as we were saying before, uh, off camera, is that teams have got to announce their squads themselves tomorrow, and obviously they'd need you do need to be teams that have a vacancy within their squad that can uh, that can sign them. Obviously, yeah. Uh, question from Blitz. Blitz, thank you very much for that. Very I much think it's Bits as well. Bit. Sorry, mate. If yeah, good point here, mate. If Ipswich stopped telling us who the most threatening player was every every Friday on our uh, on our preview show with uh, with Seb, then we'll be top of the league. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so we can blame Ipswich for that. I think it's all to do with him moving back as well to Suffolk. So maybe we should just banish him back to the Midlands and tell him to stop doing the preview shows. What we got here. One from Jonathan. When was the last time we had an experienced Morsey type player? Well, in terms of, in terms of the type of player he is, Joe, what, what what are we expecting from him? Is he is he literally just a little battleship in the in the middle of in the middle of the park? That is his. He is a destroyer first and foremost. He is someone that gets a, gets around, wins the ball back, flies into people, gets sent off. There, but um, he's yeah. That is it. That is it. That is him first and foremost. I remember, I think when he played at Chesterfield, I think he got quite a few goals when he was playing for Chesterfield, which got him the move up to Wigan. I don't know whether Cook was there when he signed him at Wigan or whether he went there before, before Cook had. But he was definitely someone that's highly rated in sort of League Two. Scored a lot of goals there. But I think as he's gone up the leagues, he's become sort of more and more of a destroyer. So yeah, we'll see there. But he is definitely an organizer as well. He's a he's a talker, which is someone we, we don't have on there but and could could we find ourselves going from what those people those of us that were there at, at Dartford you and I were at Dartford watching um, Evans and Harper stroll around the, the midfield for 45 minutes and subsequently some of us hung our hat on Harper player of the year <laughs> um and votes um and obviously Evans has had a bit of a, a nosedive during the course of the season could we could we see that our First choice centre midfield partnership could end up being Carroll and Morsey. 
Could quite easily be that, isn't it? So I just had a look at his stats and sort of 17, 18, 18, 19, 19, 20. He picked up 36 yellow cards in 120 games, 10 one year, 14 yellows and one red the next and 12 yellows the year after. That was all under Paul Cook. So I think that gives you some sort of idea of the type of player he is in there. But he is an absolute nailed on million percent starter, isn't he? And, it, and it's who is he going to play with? But um, you've you've got that there. I say Tom Carroll's a very good player, isn't he? If, if he yeah. can get fit the way he passes the ball about, but I, I, I do think there is sort of with Raheem Harper, he lost he lost out in a few too many battles in midfield, sort of on on Saturday, and I think we need a bit more from him in that regard. But also struggling about sixty sixty minutes there, yeah. But um, it's. He's just not like for me. He doesn't look fit enough yet to get to get through ninety minutes in the middle of that pitch. And when the game turns, he struggles with that. It's just it's a, it's a shame this year that we haven't aren't able to make five substitutes in the league rather than seven. Sorry, rather than three as as we were last year because I think that would be helping us at the moment because we we don't look as fit as we as we'd like to be at the moment. And I don't but what know. you might find what you might find with Harper is he's still young. He's, he's still only twenty, and he's still probably working out how to manage himself during games if he's going mm. hell for leather for 60 minutes not saying he does but you know if he's expending too much energy when he doesn't necessarily need to be expending energy in certain areas of the pitch etc cetera, etc cetera, you may find that over a period of time and he is still young that he'll manage himself over over 90 minutes more and hopefully yeah. we can just drop him in here and there as required well, should, not should he not be first choice yeah, we, we are talking about this sort of new sports science approach and there's there's little bits I hear about the sort of red zones and Paul Cook sort of is, is told he's not allowed to pick players if they're at sort of certain levels of fitness and we are trying to really manage it professionally. And it, it might be that it's just going to take us a couple of months this season to get people sort of purring really and, and, go, and going that way and sort of being, being fit enough to play week in, week out without having to sort of come in and out of the side a bit. So... It's just a case of bringing the whole squad up to the level of fitness that's required. And I know sort of I mentioned this earlier, but this, you, you want your squad in for the start of pre-season. And, we, and out of these sort of 19 new signings, we had sort of two or three of them in there. So they've got a long... And, and even the ones we did have in, probably Lee Evans, he missed sort of two weeks in pre-season. Kane Vincent Young missed sort of two or three weeks there. And it, you, you can't just catch that time up. It It... It takes time to catch it up, and yeah. when the games start coming thick and fast, it makes it difficult to do so. But we've got so many options now that if we need, if if we need someone to play, um, sort of from that, we just um, I don't know what what we do with that. In t- but in in terms of you know who will make who will make way for Morsey, it's 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 a brave decision to to drop what has who has been your captain for the first four or five matches of the season to make way for Morsey and, and and hang your hat on a Harper. I just wouldn't be surprised to see, although Morsey's suspended, isn't he? So for the first two or three games, whatever he happens to be here, I just wouldn't be surprised if we see Carroll start to start, starting to start a few more games. Just um, something Rich has put on here. We've got uh, a message from Mark Ashton on Twitter. What I won't do is I won't mangle the, uh, Midlands accent of um, Mark Ashton. I will let Rich murder whichever accent he he wishes um, when he's next on. We've signed 19 players this summer, but that is all in terms of incomings. Boo! While I cannot rule them out, any outgoings in the final hours of the transfer window are highly unlikely. I wanted to take this opportunity to thank a wide range of people behind the club who have been absolutely Absolutely fantastic in a very busy summer. I also need to say a big thank you to the board, the investors and the owners in enabling us to bring the players in that we have and build what we feel is a great squad. Well, I don't think um, you can really argue with that. Um, You know, we are 100% in no excuse territory, aren't we? Yep. We just got to we just got to get on the pitch now, and I think I'm really pleased that we've got this two week break now ahead of the Wickham game. It's just 
like I say, you, you need that time on the pitch. You, you need these players to get up to speed, to do some work. I know we've we've said it before, but on but on set pieces and and things like that, we we just need to we just need to make sure we we're doing the things right on the training pitch because we, we've got a tough month, um, sort of tough month coming up really in September when you, when you look at the fixture list there. Yeah, yeah. And here with FXT Blues, it's sort of as we spoke about earlier in terms of the skills of of Paul Cook and his team and from I'll just read it out for those of you that, that are listening. Surely these new signings are going to upset the apple cart with the old players, old players just signed before them. Well, two or three weeks before them, this could be what happened to the Burley team, but tenfold. Um, well, potentially, but as we said, you know, this is, this is the skill of management and this is the skill of backroom staff. And this is the skill of, of, what was the kit man at Wigan, who's who we're led to believe is more of like a, a conduit between manager and players, and you know the sort of the joker in the pack. So you know, this we'll find out soon enough. But you know that's surely the, the whole point of having a squad and the whole point of having your backroom staff to to keep everyone invested and, and interested and you know, no rotten apples. But it's 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 the same as it's the same as anything in football, isn't it? If if we win games, if we, if we win the next eight, nine, ten games. No one's going to care that some players are unhappy in the background because someone's been signed. If we if we're sitting here twelve, thirteen games into the season, and we have and we've only won one of them, then this will be oh we signed too many players. You have got too many players unhappy. Stories start leaking out of the club and this that there. Cook's not doing this right. So all all that we need to do is win games. And I know it sounds sort of simple and belittling it but that that's that's all it is that's all it is that needs to happen isn't it we need to start winning games and with this squad i'm sure it will be it won't be long but it needs to be now uh, just quick on from chris here hi chris um haven't Morsey and evans played a lot of games together in the past they, they must have done yeah can, yeah yeah they must have done I, I can try and look it up quickly but they must have played a good sort of 70 80 90 games together in the past but I say it's, it's exciting to pick up these partnerships that are there. Uh, Eric Clacton up the tendering massive. I was daft enough to think that we could, we would win at least one of our games so far. When will the first win come? Next home match, Joe. It's always the next home match, isn't it? It's always, yeah, it's well, always. Bolton's, Bolton's the next home game, isn't it? The eleventh. And then we've got a Papa John's trophy game after that. So hopefully it's not the Papa John's trophy game we get the first win. Hopefully we get a league win. But we, we could have a hell of a team in that Papa John's trophy with the squad we've got now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as Mallet says here, 80 games together, we think. So, yeah, you know, it may be that eventually they become our... But if if anything can raise the, the, uh, the game of Lee Evans, I'm all for it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um... One from Ian, who do people, who did or who do people fancy, Chilina or Burns on the right? Um, well, it could be Chilina in the middle as, as as number 10. Fraser hasn't really set the world alight, has he, so far, and with Chaplin being being injured. Um, it could be that Chilina's... Or, or maybe, maybe Vincent Young, who hasn't sort of been back to his best this season. Do we end up with Wes Burns at right back, Selina on the right, Kyle Edwards on the left, Connor Chaplin in the middle? Scott Fraser, I don't know. We've, we've got plenty of options and we've got a lot of pace, which is something that yeah. as a team we haven't had. We've got some real, real pace in that team now. Yeah, Coulson as well. And then Coulson's, I don't know if you see Coulson's old man's been quite um, vocal on Twitter and stuff, hasn't he? He's, oh, I noticed that he was saying that Hayden's at 80% fitness. Getting involved and, and bigging up the signings that have been made today and stuff like that. So I think we've found ourselves a, a, new, a new fan. Um, one from Scott Hill. All the injuries we've constantly had over the last few years and some are questioning the fact we've now got squad depth to last 46 games. Don't say it until you see it. We, we could end up on the, on the treatment table, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's different. I think, the, I think the problem is we've, we've got a lot of players who, or if it is a problem, we've got a lot of players seemingly of a relatively similar sort of level of ability, which means you're going to be leaving very good players out of the 18. And like I say, if you, if you don't win games, that becomes a problem. But we just need to start winning games. I'd be I'd be interested to see people's strongest 11s now, if people want to put them yeah. in the comments, because... But by virtue of having those strong... You, you won't see much of a, a drop-off from, you know, if someone gets injured. You know, you're not seeing a, a drop-off in quality, are you? From the guys that are coming in, that's the point that Scott's making here, is that we have legitimately, maybe 
right back. But as you say, if Burns can drop back to right back, we have legitimately got two players two, for every two position. Players for at every least game. two players for every position, isn't it? Yeah, and without and as you were saying earlier about people thinking Piggott would have been a number one and now Bonds potentially number one. It just goes to show that it's not necessarily the ones that are in position now that, that could come good uh, later on in the day. Um, one from Paul. Chilina or Selina? I think we should be told pronunciation, yeah, translated for you guys down there. Well, I think we should ask Nick Ames. He's the Balkans football expert. So we should yeah. speak to him and have him back on the pod to go through the pronunciation. Yeah, someone, someone send a message to something blue on uh, TWTD. One to from Tristan. Yeah, we did, we did sort of cover it earlier, Tristan, in terms of Morsey getting sent off on, on Saturday. Um, I don't know whether, well, Crocker, who knows whether Warnock would have put in some sort of appeal and whether we carry that on. But it, it did look like a um, one that we probably wouldn't be able to get uh, rescinded. So it's just a question of if it's a straight red and violent conduct, whether that's uh, three matches. But I'm sure that'll, that'll come out in the next few days, won't it? Um, oh, Bits, a team of Romeo Zondervans. I've got a very good friend who will be very happy with the, the reference to Romeo Zondervan. Thank you for that. One from Ashley. Here we go then. Ashley's Ashley's put his balls on the block. Walton, KVY, Edmondson, Burgess. We're assuming Edmondson's the lesser spotted Edmondson's going to be fit. Edmondson, Burgess, Coulson. That's not going to please Joe, the Luke Wolfenden fanboy to my uh, left. Morsey, Evans, Burns, Chalina, Edwards, and Bon. Solid I enough. We just mate. agreed on Chalina. But, you, but, but whenever you see the team, you just think the player's not in it, don't you? Connor Chaplin, Scott Fraser, that's probably over one and a half million pounds of transfer fees we've spent in this summer and they're not in the team. It's, I say it's crazy. It's But it's what we want, isn't it? We, we need a squad like this. We've, we've got one now. We can't, I don't think we can have any complaints at Mark Ashton on the, and the game changer guys for, for the, um, for the sort of squad they've put together, they've they've given the manager everything he wants. I think somebody mentioned that in the comments earlier, and we now just need to get on the pitch and get winning some games. And it's, yeah. I say it, it can't take long for this team to start firing up the table, can you? It's it's a team that could put eight wins together on the bounce, isn't it? When you look when yeah. you look at the other teams in this league, but and it's going to need to probably at some point because this is a very competitive league this year, and we can't. As is already being shown, isn't it? As has already mm. been shown by the, you know, Sunderland uh, already ticking along. Thank you very much. And well, you look at Wigan; they've got ten signing. points. And you look at the teams they've already played this year; they've had a really tough start to the season and picked up ten points. So we've we just got to get going. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just relating to this FXT Blues, who's getting dropped? I reckon Fraser's going to be Fraser hasn't. I know. Appreciate someone else was saying just earlier that you know he's only played two games in the number ten position, but. If you're playing two games in the number ten position and, and not performing, we are now in a position whereby someone else could well get the chance. We've got Golden and assist, doesn't he, so far? Yeah. yeah. In there, which from which is a decent return. But like I say yeah. Ian saying it seems harsh to drop half so quickly. There's gonna be a lot of harsh decisions made this year and and we just have to hope and trust that the manager's gonna get them right and and I say there, there'll only be one judgment on that come the end of the season. And if we go up, everything he's done will be right. And if we don't, everything will be picked apart. Super. Right, guys, we're going to relatively soon knock it on the head because Joe wants to catch the last uh, hour of transfer deadline day. Um, so if anyone wants to take a stab in the dark, we'll go for the, the Bolton match. If anyone wants to quickly chuck in some initials rather than type in the whole names. I'll try and decipher them in terms of uh, the Bolton match, but bear in mind, Morsey may not be around, but crikey, we're sort of in the realms of, in a completely different way, when Paul Lambert was in charge, you just didn't know what the hell sort of team he was going to put out, just because he wasn't a particularly great manager. At the moment, we don't know what the hell sort of team we're going to put out, because he's got so much so much bloody choice, isn't he? Like I said, there was a name, I think Jason mentioned it earlier, but... Um... Sort of James Norwood as a player that's not even been mentioned who came in, had a sort of came off the bench, had a decent start to the season, got injured, and it's like, will will we now ever see him again in an Ipswich shirt? Sort of, it's crazy because he is a player that will score goals at this level, and I, I think he'd be a good player, but he's going to be what fourth fourth choice for a striking role, third fourth choice, but 
We'll see. Stay fit, though, isn't he? That's the problem. It's just been the problem since yeah. he's joined, isn't it? You know, and I was chatting to my mate Huggy outside the back of the North Stand on on Saturday, saying that we both sort of thought during pre-season or before we started signing the players at Norwood, this could be his season. You know, he's whenever he's on the pitch, he's fine. But if you can't rely on the guy to play more than two, three games at the most um, in a row, then the manager can't trust him, can he? He just can't get any sort of understanding. We're talking about understandings and partnerships around the pitch. It just doesn't allow that to, to happen, unfortunately. Um, one from Rob, Rob Raspberry. Which of our new signings do you see moving to Colchester in a few years' time? Um, maybe Matt Penny. I think he's got that sort of lower league sort of left-back style about him. He ends up a man after my own heart there. Um, yeah, well, hopefully, you know, in the in the main, the guys that we've signed have been decent um, ages, haven't they? So it's not as if they're getting towards that age where families are settled and they're settled and the last thing they want to do is uproot everyone and they can have another couple of years of ticking over with a half-decent wage in League Two and disappear off into their their retirement. Well, they're all on three to four-year contracts as well, isn't there? There's been some serious faith put in people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, right, fellas um, and ladies, sorry, we're going to start wrapping up here. We've been going for almost 54 minutes and I've got to work out what the hell I do in terms of shutting this down. So, um, slick operation. Yeah, yeah, don't look, don't show them behind the curtain. Um, Joe, do you want to just give us, give us, no one's going to record this, no one's going to remember this, but Bolton, what do you reckon? What's your 11? My eleven, I think, I, I'd, I think Christian Walton's going to come in in goal. I'd say Kane, Vincent Young at right back, Hayden Colson left back. I think I'd still, I don't know Edmondson status, but I'd be more confident saying Luke Wolfenden and Cameron Burgess there. Well, I, I think Wolf, I think Wolf has played well. I think, I think he's been getting a lot of unfair criticism because there's been a lack of organisation in front of him and around him at set pieces, and some might say he might need to be stepping up and doing some more of that. But George Edmondson is going to come into the team at some point, but. I'd, I think at the moment I'd like to see him just get a maybe the Papa John's trophy game under his belt on the Tuesday rather than coming straight into a league game. And then obviously Sam Morsey is not fit at the moment. He's, or he's going to be suspended for that game. So it's you're going to be looking at Harper and Evans again, but maybe them knowing they've got a rocket up their backside because they've got someone they're playing for one place between them there. And then Selena, I, I don't reckon he'll be fit at that point, will you? If he's yeah, going that'll away. be interesting, actually, won't it? It'll be interesting to see how much you know. Poor sod, we know you know how he's been affected um, over the last month or two in, in terms of COVID and what have you. It'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, as you say, I can't imagine. Will he be there from the start? Will he be again another last fifteen, last twenty, and try and get him to fit? Get the yeah, I, off, I, it wouldn't surprise like. me if we end up just with almost the same team that started on Saturday, other than. Walton in for Hadke and Bon in for Piggott. I don't, yeah. And maybe Connor Chaplin back in for Scott Fraser. But we'll see. 6-4 bits fix. I think maybe 5-3 is a nice scoreline against Bolton. <laughs> Barry Knight, come back. All is, all is forgiven. Um, perfect. Right. So uh, let me just do a bit of admin cleanup while Joe thinks of something pithy to say uh, to, to uh, finish yeah. the show. Find us on Facebook, Blue Monday Podcast on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC, which I'm sure everyone uh, everyone knows. Um, so, yeah, Joe, have you got any last words? Yeah, there's just a couple of people saying about the Wickham decision to cancel, cancel the game seems a strange one. But from what I understand, I think Rich put something in the chat the other day saying that they've got quite a few injuries and are missing a key player. So... I can I can see why they've done it. They probably back themselves against us whenever they play us. They they have yeah. to with the sort of spirit they've got. But no, no, I think it's great. I think and I think Richard makes a really good point there about saying this era may take time, but I think we can be sure the only way the club is going is upwards. And I think we all will agree with that. The sort of new ownership, the I say whatever happens with Paul Cook this season, I don't. I, we're not, we're not going to be hanging about in this league for long and that's going to be down to sort of game changer and Mark Ashton behind the scenes. Hopefully Cook is a man that gets us up there, but if he's not, I, I don't think the club will fall down with him like it has done previously with managers leaving the club. Beautiful. Brilliant stuff. Well, as I say, thanks everybody for your uh, messages. It's really, really made 
almost an hour flyby. And you know, the, the least the less you can hear from Joe and I, then it's probably better for everyone. In terms of bits and pieces that's coming up um, at the weekend, um, there'll be no pre-match show because there is no match to pre. Um, so I don't think there's going to be anything on Friday. However, on Sunday or Stroke Monday, um, there'll be the flagship show. I think Ben's back for that. Um, and it will be a, a review, really, of the, the first month of the season, I believe. So you know, stay tuned for that and uh, grab it in all your normal podcasty places um and yeah so thanks very much for all your all your comments all your questions been an absolute blast and let's hope for all good things all good things boys right thanks a lot everyone bye bye It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.